Hello and thanks for joining us for another episode of the Alternative London Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Means. In this episode, I'm joined by Ben Wilson, also known as the Chewing Gum Man. Ben is a multidisciplinary artist and sculptor who has been creating tiny artworks on discarded chewing gums around London and around the world now actually for almost 20 years, maybe most notably on the Millennium Bridge. His work has a sense of fun and intrigue and wonder and is incredibly sentimental and full of love and humanity. We talk about this unique project as an act of community service and the life that is carved out for him and how Ben Wilson and the Chewing Gum Man have become one and the same. I really hope you enjoy this conversation. This is the Alternative London Podcast with Ben Wilson. A little bit of a drama getting here, but we made it. The case, the case of a uh, a lost um, my paint box, paint box with your request request book. The request, request book is the most important, you know. Well, part if I lose my paints and brushes, what I don't want to do is lose my request book. Yeah. And for the last nineteen years, I've been painting on discarded chewing gum throughout the streets of London and beyond. And I found as soon as I started, I started in uh, North London in Barnet, which is yeah, where I grew up. It's as far north as you can go on the Northern Line. And um, people just came up and asked me to do pictures for them. So they were for absolutely every imaginable person that you can think of. And so first I said put write down, you know, different requests and bits of paper. Uh, and then I realised I had to have request books, and people would then ask me, can I make a request? <laughs> the the, the, the uh, request book became a legendary. But, I mean, obviously that, 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 that's one element of it, but uh, the only problem is is only one of me. So however many pictures you do, you feel there's all those that you haven't. But it's nice to do a form of art which... Uh, connects to someone that I can randomly meet in the street and it it reflects, you know, the ideas and the pictures that <laughs> and the, their, their feelings within themselves. And uh, so for me, I find that really intriguing. Me too. <laughs> well, you said it yourself, there's only one of you. There's only one Ben Wilson. There's <laughs> only one chewing gum man. There's <laughs> only one chewing gum man and he's on the Alternative London podcast. <laughs> So happy to have you on, mate. Honestly, oh, it's really great. It's great, great to be here. I didn't realise you've been doing it for nineteen years, but I think I've probably been following you for most of that. Yeah, actually. yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah, there's there's someone every two or three years that comes along in the street art scene that does something that you've never seen before, and it totally blows you away. And you were that guy for me a long time ago, but you still do it every time I see one of your artworks. It's still gives me a buzz <laughs> and the other week I was in um, I was in Central uh, with my six-year-old daughter and for the first time we were we were going to not the first time we were going over the bridge but it was the first time we were going over the Millennium Bridge and she encountered it and she kind of got it she kind of yeah, got what it was yeah, yeah. and you saw her face light up and it was magical um, and you have that effect on people you bring so much joy to people with your artwork if they find it 
Well, that's part of the fun. I mean, uh, because it's something that's hidden, and uh, but people na- naturally are inquisitive. And and for me, some a lot of people would say, "Well, what's the point? You know, people won't see it." But that's the beauty of it. It's a hidden world that if you find one, then you may find another. So it's a, something that exists, but it's hidden, and uh, uh, it's that sense that obviously, in, t- in what it's made very clear to me as a person, I'm limited in terms of my my perception of the world that I see because I see the the world from my perspective. Um, and the same thing with the chewing gum art, it's something that, that, that's there that you can walk past it. And if you look, then you can see it. But if you don't look, you don't see it. And that, so obviously I perceive things from my, my perspective. And it's all about worlds, different worlds that we can encounter. And uh, so the, the Millennium Bridge is a real classic one because the chewing gum is within the metal tread. And it's very elusive. And people come up to me and they'll go, oh, it's a really shame. The pictures have all gone, but they're looking at the gum that's been discarded and not looking at the pictures. As soon as they think, they project out, oh, they're gone, then they don't see, often they won't see them because <laughs> they're small and hidden. But it's, there, it's when a person discovers it for themselves, then, then they have their own relationship with it, and, and that's what's so nice for me. Also, I mean, obviously, technically, by painting on the gum, you're bypassing bureaucracy. It's finding a space which isn't under the jurisdiction of local or national government, so it's finding, like, no man's land or a place where the art can happen. And then it allows for something to happen in a spontaneous way. What can you make happen on that space? Uh, for years, I've worked with wood. I've constructed and I've carved and... You know, use wood in every imaginable capacity that you can. I used to work in a lot of um, different environments from wasteland areas, well, in New Barnet, where I grew up, all the old, you know, railway sidings and things. It was all very derelict and run down. So I used to just construct big figures and nail things to walls. And I used to uh, do a lot of work on, you know, on the advertising and on the billboards. Um, and they used to nail and rip. Near where I, I grew up was Hadley Woods, and I started building this kind of sculptures there within, you know, because it was common ground. So it's similar in the sense that with the chewing gum art, it's actually in Hadley Woods is common ground. So, you know, you can work with the materials there, but obviously with that comes sensitivity. You know, if you find a certain freedom, then with that comes a certain kind of responsibility. So you walk part, you think, what impact? Well, what I do have, and that, that for me, I was seeing rubbish everywhere, you know, which is very much a symptom of the time that we live in. We live in a consumerist age. It's about caring, you know, um, for your environment and people feel powerless, you know, that, and disconnected. Then they're not going to react to their environment in a responsible way. And I found I was just upset by all the rubbish, so I started more and more working with the rubbish and seeing what I could make it into. So then the chewing gum came out of that. I was working with cigarette butts and tin cans and all these things. I don't know if it was you that said it yourself, but um, I read something, said something along the lines of that the chewing gum is the kind of ultimate symbol of capitalism. It yes. serves absolutely yeah. no purpose, really, mm. um, but it leaves a mess behind. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, but it's artificial by, by its nature. Artificial colour, art, art, artificial colouring, you know, colouring, taste, everything about it is artificial and it's actually a polymer. 
So for me, you know, I wanted to try and create something which was rather being imposed on the environment, an image which is imposed, it evolves out of the environment in which it's created in, which is different. We're all dictated by images. So we're in an interesting time because you've got Instagram and you've got, all, you know, this whole social media thing. And actually, in fact, you know, where do we fit within it all? you know, like within our environment. So if you can create a form of art which is to do with people and celebrates the environment, so many things are imposed on us, whether we like it or not, or we're actually removed from the the environment because we're in the, in the virtual world. So it's the virtual world and the real world and where the two meet, you know. So, and t- particularly since COVID, I feel what it taught to me was how much we need each other. And then what is, in terms of work practices, you know, managers saying, oh, well, everything can be done online. But actually, I think what I gathered was that people actually want to go out and they want to meet other people. And if we don't go out into the environment, then we don't bloody, how can we have be empathetic? If you can do something which is informed by the environment, it, the image has a contact to the environment in which it's created in. So I can do a picture of someone's cafe. Or, you know, and then everyone that goes there and then the person there all really excited because I'm saying this is their cafe. I'm not taking a photograph and taking it away. I'm leaving the picture there to celebrate that place. Or uh, if I do a picture for, you know, a school kid, it could be celebrating their friendship or it could be a resting pitch, piece picture for someone that's been, you know, died in some kind of capacity. So they become very kind of uh, the pictures become very, you know, you know they're, they're a form of social commentary, but they 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 connect to the person you know that that I do that picture for. Yeah, they're very very human, aren't they? Yes, they're, yeah. They're very, um, yeah. Whether it's the whether it's the uh, the place, the environment, or the people that you talk about on each uh, specific piece, it all comes back to humanity, doesn't it? It comes back to the person that owns that cafe or the person that owns that yes. pub or the person that drinks in that pub yes. and has an affinity with it. And and it's all about, um, there's a lot of love in it, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, I lo- love is the key. I mean, when things become more and more faceless and everything becomes more faceless and corporate, you know, you feel kind of it's sad, you know. Um, I mean, there's certain things which are just like really good, you feel like, say, you know, where people are out, you know, allotments, you know, and, you know, just something which is, you know, where people are out and then they're connecting with, with their environment. But, I mean, we need more things, you know, like that. You know, it's our right to be creative in our environment, but then it, it, with that becomes comes responsibility, and that's the thing. Uh, for me, it's to celebrate creative thinking in one's immediate environment, you know, just uh, finding creative solutions to problems. And we have, a you know, a lot of problems that we need to creatively come up resolve the way we live now you know in terms of consumerism you know everything's our environment's been like destroyed so if you can create things to last and and make things in a way which um, you know where they you know fulfill a function but you know but it's done in a more of a kind of caring way you know that i think that's what you know what i'm about is you know caring for something and and looking after it yeah, I think your artwork by um, by default, though, from where it exists with people walking over it all day, cycling over it and stuff like that, 
um, it is ephemeral in its nature. So yes, you, you yeah. build it to last to a certain to a certain extent with the lacquer. But you did one for me in uh, 2012. I think it lasted about two weeks. <laughs> oh no! Well, there you go. I mean, there is a ra- there's a random capacity. I think but that's like I, life, isn't it? Yeah, it has yeah, a lifespan yeah. and you don't know how long it is. You just got to appreciate it while it's there. And, it? and also, it's like however much, sometimes I'll try and try and try to do a pitch for a particular person. Sometimes it it just doesn't happen. And then another time it just happens straight away. Yeah, I was looking um, at um, your Instagram, sorry, before, um, before we caught up today. And um, the, the detail and the quality of the artwork keeps... Um, Keeps getting better. Yeah, well, uh, part of the be- be- beauty is is the technique. It, you know, so in in many, in many, it's about creating a miniature, and then and it's all to do with I use a burner, and I cut in, and I can you know layer over with like different glazes, and so um, it's very much you know the technique is something that just you know because when I started, I've never done any miniatures before, and when I did lettering, it just took me bloody ages. You know, it's like if you see very early pictures when I first started, you know, someone, you know, someone would run, Sibs forever, we're like sisters or something like that. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, be going, Sibs. And now I can go. And, uh, but yeah, so, so the actual technique is, uh, is one of the exciting, you know, how can you create a picture? Because actually what happened was when uh, I started doing pictures that, the gum would melt in the in the summer, so then I used to heat the gum up and then put a lacquer into it, and then I developed the technique. So in the, and it got more sophisticated as I kind of went on, and that's part of the beauty of it. But also, it's something that that again, you know, the thing of it being small is is great. Also, you know, there's something really amazing about that. You learn about how the mind kind of works again, you know, which is what I was saying before, but. You put the key elements like in. If you're doing, you know, a streetscape, you just look and then you put the key elements. So, I mean, if you're doing kind of portraiture, so I do portraiture and I find that, um, you know, you really, I, I do take one. <laughs> and then you can just, that doesn't work, you know, just put another coat of paint on and then, you know, like blow torch it and then, do it again, and it's almost like gradually you you start to see the, the the subject that you're looking at. I think then the more we start really seeing and observing, you know, then then I suppose then you have more. You're going to be more aware of what impact that you have. But it's all a learning curve, that's for sure. Do you think you're still learning? Well, that's what I hope. Yeah, continually. Yeah, with that, well, I hope. I hope to. I mean, what gives significance for me is going through that. Um, you know, hopefully some process of exploration. I mean, actually, for, to, to create a form of art that fulfills a social function. And if I can do a form of art which, you know, celebrates the diversity of all the people, that's what makes, you know, particularly London for me, is the diversity of all the people, you know, from religion to nationalities and just people from all around the world. And, and for me... I think the work conveys that because sometimes I'll, the requests will be from Japanese, Germans, South Korean, you name it. You know, like um, it goes through phases, but people, particularly on the Millennium Bridge, there's people from all over the world. So I'm being informed by, by, by people because I feel like I'm just beginning. Yeah, your enthusiasm and the patience that it takes to do it is really admirable as well. 
Yeah, the the Millennium Bridge. That's um, like you say, it's somewhere that's bang in the middle of London, and it's one of the best views of the city. Oh yeah. So it, yeah. until so everyone's looking from the bridge with their cameras and stuff, and it's only when one person looks down and right, starts spotting him, you, you see a trail of people behind you, like sort of pointing them all out. Yeah, and yeah. It's, that that's the beauty of it. I met I met a, a, a I was working in uh, Brussels, and uh, this couple said that. They're two psychologists, and one would go to one end of the bridge, and one would stand at the other, and they'd start to kind of walk, and then looking and seeing how many people they they could get, because actually that is a thing. I mean, it's a, it, you know that one it sets a chain reaction. What was the um, Westminster Council debacle as well? Because they they actually took you to court, didn't they? Yeah, it was, no, it was a city in London, and um, yeah, they originally arrested me on a criminal damage charge and an obstruction charge and miserable sods well it is it's very much it's very much actually down, down to individuals really but um you got those pl- police that support what you do and those that that don't now, and now it's fine but actually but it was you know there was a, a whole court case and they lost you know but they did take my dna by force and actually, the original duty officer, he was quite fine. But then uh, the the second one, you know, when he finished his shift, there was this guy, Phil, another guy called Aidan, who took my fingerprints and photographs. But then I was pulled around a cell floor and, and mistreated and everything. But that's all in the past now. But um, obviously, majority of police are kind of supported. But I think now what you'll find is happening is that if you do get arrested, your DNA is immediately taken and then it's put on a database. And I just like to think, you know, in terms of policing, you know, policing works when the police work in the community. They're servants of the community and they've got to build up a trust of, of those that they're serving. And people are only going to kind of give information if they trust. If there's no trust, people, people within the community aren't going to kind of volunteer. And I just like felt you're not going to, f- f- you know, take my DNA by force. <laughs> I just, I just think I don't agree with that actual law. I think that's fair enough, isn't it? Um, but actually, yeah, I mean, it was a, a sad state of affairs because it's kind of one of those things where, you know, one hasn't done anything at all, and then you're you're being kind of mistreated. But um, I did win my case. I, I say to a lot of people that I meet doing tours and things that um, a lot of the things that we have in London from a creative perspective um, are here in spite of the people that manage and run the city, whereas yeah. in a lot in a lot of other places they have this stuff because of the city, because the city's bringing yeah, it there yeah, and helping yeah, and supporting yeah, sure, it. And, yeah. and for what we have here, it's phenomenal that there's, there's just not the amount of support because if it's this good as it is, then with a, a little bit of help and a little bit of um, understanding, I think, of it, I don't think there's um, a lot of will for people in power to really understand um, the creative arts. They just see it as something that's a... A nice little thing to have to put on some advertising brochures now and then. No, but, yeah, but that's not, true. But not really a, something that they take very seriously, I don't think, and they should. Well, I mean, yeah, you just like feel, feel you need you need creative thinking, you need creative thinkers, and people are kind of, you know, going outside of the norms because actually 
every society, every time is limited. And then we win and we, I think we, we win and we lose. So we gain understanding and we lose understanding. And it's ongoing, you know, so... And then and every you look back at it's comical, some of the things you see, the things that people thought. I mean, it is really exciting. That's what I find so exciting, you know, in terms of, um, you know, some of the amazing things that people have done through, you know, through the ages. And then, but also some of the crazy ideas, you know, that people have. But you do feel, you know, like I'm um, say a you know, hundred years ago, where, you know, where people what people thought, you know, even if when people thought the world was flat or, you know, I don't know, you know, like, but uh, uh, it, it's like, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing to think you kind know, of what we may discover in, in, the, in the future. So I think it's always, you know, to find a way to be, without being delusional, but, you know, and, you know, to go outside of the norms that kind of lay down, but to follow a hunch and see where it leads you. And if you're often when you're really frightened, when I first started working and keeping that continuity, there was something really kind of quite fearful about it. But also people, they kind of realize they'd see there'd be this sometimes tension and, you know, could see people when I first started. It was pretty, particularly when, you, are, you know, you, it's the momentum, it's working each day and it's keeping that kind of continuity. There's something really kind of exciting about it. You know, because it can, you know, actually, in terms of also, I like to think things in, you know, people can be too purist about things and purist about art. You know, you can do something really de delicate and beautiful and something like so disgusting. So people go, ugh, mm, ugh, ugh, and it can, you know, fuddles people's brains. <laughs> yeah, you've definitely, um, there's there's definitely, the, like we say, like the, the, technic, the technical side of it is there and... Um, and the way as well that, that your artwork, um, as you say, it's not imposed on anyone. It's just there for the people that want to sort of discover it. Um, but there's a lot of fun with it as well. Oh, yes. there? There's yeah. a lot of humour. And, um, and I think that's, I think just the whole idea of it is fun, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the whole idea of like having to look for something, trying to find, you don't have to do that anymore. If you want to find something now, you just open your phone and look on Google. Yeah, You've yeah, got the answer yeah. to everything in the world. Mm -hmm. But to actually sort of discover it and find something new that that's kind of fun isn't it but the um the the community aspect as well is something that's that's important to you because you are you're doing a service aren't you oh yeah yeah well very much so also it's nice for me because like for you know different areas around london you know i've done pictures for people's you know um when they were kids and then now done pictures for their children so you start thinking, whoa, that's pretty pr pr pretty wild. So you go through, and so, uh, sometimes you know that someone really needs something. They really want you to get, you know, you give somebody something without any strings attached. And that's something really nice about that. And it's one of those things, but with it come, you know, you got to, you know, I look after the pictures, you know, you know, often... And often you feel like, you know, the way it is now where, you know, everything's outsourced, you know, it's like, you know, almost like, the, you know, that, um, you know, everything's being run like a business, you know, so 
I often find streets aren't so clean that, that well. So often I'll find I've got dustbin and brush <laughs> cleaning out the area. I was thinking, oh, these pictures look a little bit sad. You know, there's broken glass you know, sweeping that up, you know. <laughs> so it's this whole thing. Not only is it, you know, like, you know, you're working with di- different um, people, um, you know, you know, within different communities, you know, you're you're also... You know, dealing, you're always thinking, oh, you're looking on the street and you're thinking, oh, that will have an impact. So it's so easy just to walk on by (laughs) (laughs) when when really people need to stop more. And sometimes I've got all my gear, you know, I'll actually, uh, I I will, I will stop. This guy was delivering a a takeaway and he, um, and then he dropped it and there was all this chicken curry all over the <laughs> all, all over the pavement you know and you know various dips and it was just as big you know and I've got my scrapers and brush and water and it's like, I thought well I could just walk on by but I know I can I kind of help him out yeah amazing um what what kind of um what are the the pieces over the? I mean, there's there's so many. How many do you reckon you've done over the years? I was going to say which pieces really stand out for you, but 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 first, how how many do you reckon you've done? I've lost track because it's more where and what. Yeah, because um, Rivington Street in Shoreditch is are the ones that I um, see regularly. That's um, a street that you paint a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. And there's been a few kind of phases of that as well, hasn't there? There's been the the um, the tribute pieces, there's been the uh, the view of the street pieces, but there was also yeah. a little phase that you were going through where you were going underneath the piece of street art and painting oh, yeah, an exact yeah, replica yeah, of that yeah, piece yeah, of street that art. Really good. There was a Brazilian graffiti artist. I love that That's one. Right. I like, like the picture. And a ter- Terry Noir as well. Yeah, Terry Noir. I did a Terry Noir. I like that because then it's that like... That was a great series. Because also it was saying, you know, whether something's big or something, also that the actual, often the thing that's small lasts longer than the thing that's big. That also to celebrate the artist as well, there's something nice, it's almost like doing a, a tribute to an artist. I think the artist called Amparito. Yeah, Amparito, yeah, and that was a lovely, and it was also on the, some of the uh, lampposts and, you know, like things as well. And yeah, because the lamppost blocked the view of the piece, and you had the lamppost in the yeah, in yeah, the yeah, and then it kind of yeah, so it kind of the, the two things, you know, it was it was a clever piece of work, and I really like, I really loved it. And then when I was doing the picture, the council came over and they saying, oh, hey, we got you." They were going like this. I said, "No, I'm not doing this work." I said, "Look, you painted on the on the lamppost." I said, "No, I'm doing a picture of the, of the picture." <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. I'm not. He said, no, you're doing And it was really funny because I was going, no, I'm this, doing no, this. Like, look, mine's here. <laughs> like this. And that was really good. But also there was nice because you can do things like there was one, uh, um, you know, oh, what's the pub on the, down Riverton Street? Barley um, Mow. So the Bali Mo. Oh, the Bali Mo. Well, I've done some. That there's, uh, I've done quite a few for them over the years. Sometimes I go for a drink there, and that's really nice. And then the other poet, the Bricklayer. What's it called? The, the Bricklayer's Brick, Arms. The Bricklayer's Arms. I did a really good one of the of the when the uh, who are the guys that can um, 
um, you know, deliver the kegs of uh, beer. What oh, the Drayman. The Drayman. The Drayman one was a lovely one. I never Is saw it, that. Yeah, well, it was, uh, but the Drayman, uh, they were the, uh, were um, delivering, you know, these big kegs of beer and the actual um, trap door was, was open down into the cellar and I got a shot of them and they were so chuffed. I got a shot uh, of them, you know, one, one, one guy was down below one, you know, they were, you know, putting these kegs down, and I did it. You know, did a perspective, took a, sh- did a pic. The picture had the perspective of looking oh, down. Oh, actually looking down underground. Yes, and then obviously, then when you did the picture, so they're like, then the trapdoor, clo- you know, closes, and then you've got then a picture that shows, you know, an event, which is, you know, integral. That's been caught in motion. Um, but obviously that picture was come up. Remember, they went through a phase of pressurising, you know, cleaning the streets and then with pressurised water and the picture got destroyed. Yeah, that's what happened to mine when they were pressure washing the street on Rivington. Yeah, yeah. But um, there is something, there's really spe- something special about, um, yeah, having a, a little piece dedicated to you. Yeah. Like, especially for someone when they're, they're just going about their ordinary work or something and then, and someone puts them on that pedestal for a moment and uses them as a as a subject as a muse there's something really um there's something really beautiful about that something that um yeah anytime you're you're kind of immortal immortalized in that way it's very meaningful i think yeah i, I agree yeah but what see for me it gives meaning for me because I'm, then it's not just about me because we're all interested in each other and and then you know so the more that you know I find out about the people I encounter when I'm working, and then when I'm working, I find that kind of people. There's nothing like to be able to do something where you feel you're doing something which is some way helping a person, or in some way acknowledging the person. You know, whatever that capacity that may may be, because it's very different for like, like different people. You just try to understand. You're not kind of judgmental. You're just trying to understand. You know that that the person. So if you can, you know, in some way give something which is uncomplicated. I don't know. You know, just but it's all different. Sometimes you'll have groups of kids sitting down, or you can see someone's just in some kind of state, and they just like hang out. You know, there's been so many situations. It went through. You know, the school kids or the graffiti gangs, lots of you know, dog walkers. You've literally seen it all, haven't you? You've documented yeah, you, it all. I mean, from from my perspective, doing doing like the tours, you spend a lot of time on the streets and you spend a lot of time interacting with um, with your environment, you know. But oh, yeah. but for you, it's um, it's a different level, I think. You know. Well, at least you you know, like basically, you can just like work anywhere you like. I mean, that's the beauty of it. And uh, also, then working in your, you know, Europe, you know, because I worked beyond the Arctic Circle in in in, in uh, Norway, that was pretty bizarre. Crockish Lotta, which was this uh, uh, this guy called Georg who ran, ran this art centre, which is this old fish processing plant, and uh, they had festivals in the summertime, so it was in June, and uh, you know, there, like particularly, you know, Scandinavia, when you know. June, July, it's like everyone goes totally mad because they've been in all this darkness. And then, you know, then it's like nearly 24-hour sun. But then then you can, you know, I was working in Lisbon, you know. Um, I didn't know you had any in Lisbon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, 
I was actually I met someone yesterday, it's Portuguese, and I did about two pictures, you know, just two chingam pictures in Tamar. And they said, yes, the, uh, uh, I saw the one by the post office. <laughs> you know, that's it. Like, like, like. So you'll get some, that's my town. Where do you think it, it might go? I don't know. Uh, I'm quite, you know, I allow things to happen in a spontaneous way. I just uh, try and, I suppose it's can, quite, can be quite overpowering, but in the end, then I just try and do, I just go with the gut feeling a lot of the time, see, see how it unfolds. But uh, I mean, actually, I've got various, you know, like projects on the go. Yeah, you had an exhibition at Hoxton Gallery. Yeah, that yeah that that was a that's through uh, kind of Kiara uh, through Kevin, and uh, I kind of worked with Kiara, who's uh, who curated the show, and yeah, she's absolutely amazing actually. You know, um, and Kevin initiated getting us to work together, and that was really amazing. It's really nice to work, you know, having another person's perspective, and we ma- managed to kind of bring it bring it off and then Ricky was amazing as well who's you know helped hanging the, uh, the pictures and John my friend John helped put up some of the bigger wood reliefs um, which were quite heavy and they were hung on a stud wall <laughs> so <laughs> we're terrified that they were going to fall down and kind of kill a few people which you don't want want to want to happen having run a gallery before there's there's always um stuff behind the scenes that the viewer has no idea no, 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 no. How, how dodgy it is uh yeah that yeah that was uh but also you know like obviously to, to me it's like you know you know working with with wood you know you when you when i do quite large-scale constructions which work in more you know, walkways and more architectural pieces, you know, like it's more immersive, you know, that the person walks through through, through the environment, uh, you know, like through the piece of work. And so you, you know, have a very personal experience. Yeah, and uh, it went through various stages. So it was like a, it, it was a, a kind of mini retrospective. So it kind of had like, I've been in this series of mosaics. There are some uh, uh, very. Uh, how much? What shall I say? What What else is manifesting <laughs> in terms of the work that I do? Well, there is a, 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 a hidden trail of pictures on the underground uh, system. On the underground. Yeah, they're very small. Are they? Any Any clue? Yeah, any clues there, which part of London they might be around? Uh, well, if anyone like wants to go, go look for them. On the Northern Line. On Northern Line. Okay. Central Line. Okay. Wicked. <laughs> it's always uh, it's always changing ones that, but they're very small. On on chewing gum? No, no. Mosaics. Oh, mosaics. Okay. Yeah, very tiny. Okay. See, that's not the kind of thing that you always post on your Instagram, is it? That's something that I we don't just post, have to go and find. I, I mean, in a way, I should kind of like post more, but in a way, I quite uh, I find I don't as post as much. In a way, I quite like you know I don't want to give too much away. No, of course. I'm always working, but I don't necessarily, you know, that, um, you know, the way you want people to, you want people to discover the work in the environment. Yeah, I've always, I've always been about that. Do you do you archive the work as well, though? Do you- I do have a photographic record. It's gone through stay, you know, like, like um, different stages, but I do have some form of photographic record. But then that, like, I kind of find that in a way, you know, that I, I uh, 
particularly when I'm working out in the street, I, I find the actual, it's so immersive, you know, the, 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 the experience that, uh, that I don't actually, um, I can't kind of enter too much in the whole social media thing. Um, but, um, I mean, that's another kind of creative form in, in, in itself. Let's just see where it all goes. <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating to, um, yeah, to kind of see the project constantly moving, constantly evolving, and and just always kind of being there. You know, it's th- it seems like the thing. It's it's something that um, you can't really ever re- retire from it, can you? It's no, become, I mean, it's become I, a part of you, hasn't it? Yeah, like art and you know, obviously art in, in in itself. I mean, I mean, I am. I'm, I'm interested in in, in 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 the creative process, but somehow I'm interested in just you know just human creativity. I think um, you know in in, in all the the forms that it takes. I have three lovely, ch- amazing children, which I'm very proud of, and uh, um, and I think that's being up children is true creativity. <laughs> I think you know whatever whatever. You know, it, like for, form it takes. You know, whether it's dance or whether it's, I don't know, like, you know, human interaction and you know, um, you know that that's 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 human <laughs> creativity. I mean, uh, but I do, you know, all the all the different arts and all the different ways in which people, you know, what people, you know, you think you think, oh God, you know, and c- clothes and. You know, all these different, you know, the fashion, and I think it's just style. I mean, I, how music keeps them evolving and metamorphosing, and uh, it's so exciting. You know, I, I think uh, I'd be interested to see, you know, just where it all leads and where it all goes. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely doing your part to um, to inspire the next generation of creatives and and to inspire people to. To think outside the box a little bit as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think it. that's very, very important. So I've been doing this series of black and white tiles, which are uh, um, in, the pictures are intuitive by their nature. When I start them, I don't know, so they're on a little black and white tile, and do one for myself, one for the underground, and one for myself. Initially, I was going to put them all in the underground, and then I thought no. And it's really nice. You just like see what I mean. That's the nice thing when you start working. You're thinking, oh, what's going to happen today? And sometimes you don't know what a bloody clue the thing's about. You know, people go, oh, what's that about? I said, well, I don't know. I still don't know about that <laughs> at all. But then, some but you're just opening up that space to let it come out, aren't you? Whether it's you're, from you're, your subconscious you're just, or yes. you're just becoming that vessel, aren't you, for it to? But something, something can be very specific, and maybe something that that's. Ha- ha- happening in 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 your life you know um you know um, it went through um various phases you know my mother died um at one point my brother was very ill uh Teresa, my ex-partner her you know her you know she had various operations you know so it's just recording you know like you know the different things you know that that were happening but then there's all those things where you just don't have a clue what it is, and then later on you suddenly realise, and that can be quite kind of scary. You think, "Whoa, look at that!" And if you if you always you know this whole idea that something has to be really you know you have to have the idea, 
it just becomes prescribed, you know. So, you know, if you can do something in a way where either, you know, in terms of the work technique or in terms of, you know, some of the concepts and ideas and, you know, some of the imagery, allowing it just to kind of unfold and, and then to e- exist. Uh, I mean, and sometimes then, well, then what I started doing, I started working some of the smaller pieces over the lockdown into bigger canvases. And uh, I found, you know, like some of those that kind of really like intense. Some of them psychologically, I, I, I found I found really hard, <laughs> hard to deal with. I think, oh bloody hell, I can't. <laughs> this is too too too, too intense. Because in a way, you know, you get safe. You're thinking, oh no, I can't do that. You know, it's like if you're creating a figure and you put one figure in. Okay, there's two figures. Oh, one's is that a male figure? Is that a female figure? Is it this? You know, it starts becoming the more you do, what's their relationship with each other? And you just let let lamb into thing, and then it you know it starts getting oh no what's happening between those feet? you know like oh no is that oh no I can't do that no you can do anything anything <laughs> anything goes but you think uh, so but it is that it does become I find like very uh, I- I- intense sometimes um but part of that's what's so nice then when you're working out in 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 the street. It can be, you know, it's informed by the place, so it's not such a such a personal. It's personal, but it's, you know, your it's about the relationships that you inform. I mean, but I don't. I like do like that thing, you know, the sheer because I have all this energy, particularly when I am like constructing, you know, just smashing things up and banging things together and seeing 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 what happens. I mean, because there's fundamental elements, you know, you can say, you know, I can say loads of them actually, you know, chaos and order go hand in hand, you can't have one without the other. You have to destroy to create, you know, in a meaning that um, you can't get too precious about things. You've got to allow things to, you've got to let go of things to allow other things in. <laughs> you just, just explore it, <laughs> see where it leads you. It's led you to a... Um a pretty good place, I think, because um, I know that you've had a tough couple of years. I mean, everyone has, but you've you've had a yeah, bit of a yeah. rough time. But um, but you are you're very loved, and you're very yeah, kind of admired. I think as a as a as an institution, you've become. <laughs> you know, and then I think do you know what when there's a lot of times where they always say never meet your heroes and stuff. But when I think when when people sort of know about you as this myth. You know, this kind of oh, the guy that paints chewing gum, and like, but when they actually encounter you, you think, God, he's a bloody nice guy. He does a picture of me, or he engages, and you've always got time for people. I think, and um, I think you will. You'll definitely, you've definitely got your your little place in the London history books for sure. <laughs> ben, I really appreciate you taking the time and coming and doing this today. Oh, it's a real pleasure. Yeah, thanks so much for coming. It's been I could I could talk to you all day, but we've got to go now. But it's brilliant. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. Thanks so much for listening and thanks again to Ben. I'm sure you'll agree that the world would be a much better place with more Ben Wilsons in it. 
You can find out more about Ben on his Instagram, link in the description, and you can follow us at Alternative LDN to see what we're up to with the podcast and our other projects. This has been the Alternative London podcast with me, Gary Beans, edited by Stu Balligal and recorded at the Glass House where you can now see a picture of me on a chewing gum directly outside. See you next time.